namaskaram everyone and uh, welcome back to the podcast today we have a very dear guest we have dr ishaka with us who's a hatha yoga teacher a homeopathy practitioner and also a diet consultant namaskaram akka and welcome to the podcast namaskaram anna thank you so much for the introduction yes first of all akka you have a name that all of us wish we had how did you get this name <laughs> 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 who gave me the name you asking me yeah yeah <laughs> anna in indian like north indian traditions we have something like the bua which is like okay. your father's sister they okay. name you when you're a child oh okay <laughs> so it was my aunt who named me okay ka so before we go into the podcast i would just like to tell the audience that you know you will find this audio version of it on spotify and apple podcast so if you just want to listen to the audio while driving or cooking you can do that and uh, the basic idea of the podcast is uh, i would i like to you know i'm just trying to be the ranveer alabadi atisha like basically take <laughs> podcast with meditators and uh, hatha yoga teachers before the programs and you know how their life just turns because when we sit there we just see you as a hatha yoga teacher we see uh, a lot of things but uh, i personally connect with teachers and meditators when they share something else about their life and you know the struggles they have gone through and it's a huge support for me personally as well as other people i feel so that is the intention with this podcast aka so uh shall we start with your permission yes anasha definitely yes it is good that you're doing something like this because people actually okay. understand and learn a lot from other people's struggle cool so aka could you tell us a bit about you where you're from uh, about your childhood or wherever you are comfortable in starting before the spiritual seeking started what you used to do you know basically uh, <laughs> the unmeditator isha we would like to know a little bit uh, that will be difficult for you to know because okay. i am a very early meditator like childhood oh, meditator is it <laughs> yeah okay oh yeah. okay that's a first please then let's go for the childhood meditator only <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely uh, so basically i'm from delhi Uh, I belong to East Delhi, Lakshmi Nagar. Uh, I am like my native place is Old Delhi. I am a typical Delhi height because I have like one fifty years old Delhi house. Okay. So what does a typical like, Delhi look like? Just typical Delhi picture. looks like a, a purani Delhi ki chokri. <laughs> so that kind of a girl. So um yeah, so I am basically from Delhi and I have had a very uh, good childhood like till uh, let's see I like I had a loving father mother good at studies a young brother so a lot of fun but then uh, like I started with struggles very early in life uh, my dad expired suddenly when I was like 10 years old and my brother was 7 and uh, there was a sudden incident in our life so it was like like morning he was playing with us evening he, suddenly afternoon he disappeared from our lives it was that sudden so that was like certain certain break in our life and uh, my mom fell ill depression she went into the hospital a lot of things happened at that stage but what happened is that took us towards the spiritual path that took us deep towards the spiritual path i was i think 11 years old or something i did vipassana two and a half two and a half days of vipassana course for children okay could you talk a bit about that how you came across it or something so basically uh, i have an aunt my mother's sister she's she was into spiritual path okay so she uh, was 
she was doing vipassana she had done a 10 days course and my mom was depressed and everything she was hospitalized doctors couldn't diagnose what was happening to her and because of that me and my brother got impacted so that time though we were not like physically seen as impacted but we had become silent suddenly as children so that's when our parents like my mom and my aunt i even call her parent because she take took care of us for a certain period of time so she sent us to vipassana for two and a half days children program so they didn't do much but it actually impacted your life because suddenly we started opening up a little bit more again we started playing again so those things came up and it was like normal simple things breath watching yeah, i have heard of vipassana for adults but i have never heard of vipassana for kids yes like that. that's something very rare that's something very rare because uh, even if i speak to people who have been doing vipassana they don't know it's for children as well mm. but there's a two and a half days course for children after that we got into isha so my aunt only got into isha she got she got in touch with sadguru and i was 14 years old when i did my inner engineering wait 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 akash she got in touch with sadguru so sadguru was easily accessible then that's a big question <laughs> many people very i mean i remember we have photograph at the house which is like self click the oh. normal that digital camera we used to come no where in you click photos uh-huh. you get that camera reel and yes. then uh, you develop those reels and get pictures so right. we have those photos so directly click yep with sadguru with sad <laughs> Okay. Okay. Now in the podcast, I'll have to put it. If you can give me, <laughs> no, I'll have to search yeah. then because we put all yes, the photographs yes. together at certain places. Okay. So I'll okay. have to search and send it to you then. No, I don't have my personal photograph, but she's clicked because um, right. when I did inner engineering, we were like seven people doing oh. inner engineering. There was such a small group, and those seven people included me and one of my cousin. We both did it. So apart from us, there were five people. and uh, it was in noida somewhere yeah noida we did it so it was quite early isha had just started making an appearance in public people started knowing them and delhi was not much of a like a place where isha was there that time uh, my aunt used to do a lot of marketing for isha uh, they oh. used to distribute pamphlets get people to come for classes all those things used to happen so that is the time she took us for inner engineering i was i just completed i was 14 years i think that was the youngest age which we could do what so year was, was it ka 14 huh which year was it like 2000 1990 like. 2004 i guess yeah <laughs> so that's when i did my inner engineering so after that i've been continuing with my practices no honestly speaking i was never very much completely into the practice i was not a very regular person into the practice because that was the time i was getting into college medical night shift so uh, we had night duties in the in hospitals for internships so that is because of those schedules and the excitement of college i never was regular with it but i never left it also completely i was on and off with the practices so those things actually helped me cope up with certain things in life as they were going on because there are other struggles in life as you grow naturally so those things helped me cope up with those things so i never could leave it completely but i was never fully into it also but then uh, after my graduation i got married 
then i got separated and there are certain things which happened in the marriage uh, so because of that uh, there was a sudden again a sudden downfall in my life uh, and after that downfall again my aunt came into the picture and she made me do shunya program right. and the hatha yoga program oh okay so though i was always doing hatha yoga in my life like since childhood i remember in school we were taught and we were taught, taught literal uh, the proper uh, surya shakti surya namaskar practices proper the 21 asanas everything we were taught in school so i was very very flexible since childhood i was very flexible it was like no asana i think i don't remember any asana that i couldn't do at that age so i was very good into it plus my aunt was a shivananda teacher as well so she also oh, okay. taught us okay. so since childhood we were doing yoga but when i did it in 2018 the yoga asanas and surya kriya class together like morning i used to go for uh, one workshop go to my office uh, continue with my uh, like work for the day and then in between i would leave do another workshop then come back to the office continue with my work and then come back home that was how i did my workshops okay <laughs> but i remember last day of yoga asanas i cried i cried literally cried for the, at the end of the workshop though initially when i started with the workshop i was like i used to come home and tell mom this is very boring i don't think i can complete it <laughs> but by the end i was i cried in the workshop i came back home and i told mom this is something else this is literally something else it transforms you within then uh, that's when i applied for samyama so i was very regular with my practices very means not a day not a moment that i would miss it even if i'm in the office i'll make sure i'm doing my shunya make sure i'll keep my time gap for doing my practices in the evening and in the morning so i was very particular and very conscious of keeping up my practices slowly it started coming up on my face oh everyone around me started noticing it and it was so clear that suddenly a depressed person like i was in a very bad depression because of the marriage whatever happened suddenly i was very becoming very bright the face was changing the in fact the wala face was becoming happy kind of face <laughs> so those things were very visible and people started noticing it as well so samyama again was a very big turning point in my life because i don't know somehow samyama transformed a lot of things in me so i cannot express that in words because samyama experience i don't think it's possible to experience like explain it in words for me i was so much into all my sadhana all my everything that during samyama i was completely engrossed in whatever was being done there there was not a moment that i was out of it so that's why it was a very good experience for me and i kept up with the practices i remember after samyama i used to go to bangla sahib to do my samyama practices so that i can do it peacefully 40 oh, days in bangla sahib dilla bangla sahib is a gurudwara very famous gurudwara okay. in delhi oh okay yeah so if you check out bangla sahib it's like one of the well known gurudwaras like uh, amritsar there is golden temple then there yeah. is delhi bangla sahib 
it's a very oh, okay. famous gurudwara okay. so i used to go 40 days to the gurudwara to do my practices of samyama okay i did my mandala like that okay so that's how i kept up with my practices and it has created wonders honestly speaking um, even if someone asks me or sees me whoever whoever is known me over a period of time have seen whatever i've gone through they would actually say how are you so happy how are you even coping up like i've seen people in like since when you go through this phase you tend to meet people of similar things mm-hmm. going through similar things and they would be really depressed i think they've forgotten how to smile or take nice. things as life puts on to them but i was i was able to take it and i was ta- able to take it very lightly and they were very surprised about it so these practices have actually transformed me a lot that's how i feel like i'm giving it out to people awesome okay so that, that's how it happened in my life it's it's, it's a weird uh, it's like a roller coaster ride for me but it's been a good one So uh, is is it after the uh, samyama that you decided to go for hatha yoga teacher training? Mhm. Yeah. So I did march um samyama and the next after samyama only I joined teacher I applied for teacher training. So that year only I did teacher training. That is 2019 March I did samyama 2019 I did my teacher training. How was the teacher training and could you talk whatever is possible to share could you talk for you know as aspiring people who want to do there are a lot of people who want to do hatha yoga teacher training but could you tell about what one person should consider before going for it and how much feasible it is like what are the both sides of it in your own way what you faced and a teacher training is again one of a very transformational program uh if you go through it completely getting involved into the program it's very intense you have to really keep up with the program it's uh you'll get a lot of knowledge about various subjects so whoever is willing to like tra- transform other people's life should go for the teacher training program definitely and even for your own self if you wish really wish to see a certain experience certain things in your life a uh, very transformational things then teacher training is a very good thing like for me personally i'm not speaking about other people they might have their own experiences but for me it was very nice so teacher training does not only focus on yoga it focuses on many other aspects you even get knowledge about food you even get knowledge about other aspects of yoga sadguru uh, sadguru's talk talks though you have a lot of them on youtube but during the teacher training you learn a lot of more things plus you get a second family <laughs> teachers hatha yoga teachers is a second different family that you get wherein you can get in touch for any troubles or for any assistance that you need after passing out from the teacher training program so that's one thing some people have uh, thoughts whether they should go for it or not but if you are actually right. willing to get this because this yoga is very different from the normal yoga which is being taught across okay and this i'm not saying because uh, sadguru says it or because someone else says it 
this i'm saying from a personal experience i'm not someone who's not done anything else i've done anything and everything in yoga since childhood i was 7 years old since when i started yoga so i've seen a lot of phases but this yoga is not only for the physical benefits it is it changes you completely physically mentally emotionally spiritually it changes a lot of things within you so if you are willing to give it to people then you should definitely go for it any such specific incident that happened during the training that you know you still remember or something that transformed you there something simple it's not should really be big or something anything that is there or mm. just you went through the program no actually uh, i wouldn't say major things but um, small things the way you talk mm. i am a very silent person but right now i think i'm speaking too much so i'm a no. very silent person and <laughs> if i answer there was a the way i've gone through life there were certain rough patches which was in my which got into my personality so i would be very rude at times i would be very abrupt with my answers and there would be times i was very rough in my speech this is a very minor thing if you go to see because if you're silent you don't actually speak a lot of things and suddenly you'll be very rough right even this thing was something which came into my notice during the training and it actually changed right it actually changed with, within the that period 6 months period and the way you have to talk the way you have to speak to participants the way you present yourself those things came into being within me so this is a for others it might not be something very big a change but if you see within yourself that's a very big thing no so it's, it's always the no guys it's always the minor or the small things that actually you know yeah. i see that touch other people like i was sitting in um, the restaurant one day before mm. eating the food i waited for 2 minutes by that time my friend had almost gobbled up so he was like why are you waiting so i told him i'm just seeing if i can build a certain awareness so it's like wow that's that's i should also try to do that so mm. it's always and maybe there are a lot of people who are struggling with this small thing and they do not understand what to do you know exactly so it's always the small things yeah yeah those things happen matlab uh, i remember when i came back from the teacher training and there was a family function which was there so people had seen me before the teacher training and people suddenly saw me after 6 months and like entire family i'm talking about 50 60 people there okay <laughs> they were like which <laughs> what has happened to you and they earlier the, those who were uh, telling my mom not to send me there they was like huh. this was the best decision you took for her right right beautiful <laughs> so then like after coming from there uh, how how did you decide to you know teach how was your first class and uh... mm. so as i already said i always wanted to teach that was the only reason i went for teacher training so after i came back i actually took a class for my brother's to be wife and her siblings so i got them and i took a class there was an empty room in the house so i took i put a white sheet on the ground put a sadguru's photograph on a uh, plastic table i put some uh, covered it with white cloth put sadguru's photograph like it's a it's a small setup that i made of my own and i took the class 
so initially it was a struggle because i was very nervous and i if i send you the pictures i'll be like like this in the pictures okay. <laughs> so i was that nervous in the pictures so it was um it was difficult it was nervous there was a lot of nervousness but it went with the flow because we were trained in that way during the class no one noticed that i was nervous it is only in the pictures after the class which were taken that you could see that i was nervous otherwise during the class they everyone was like it was nice it was really nice and after that i got some uh, some uh, i won't say uh, so opportunities basically i got some opportunities to take class for home sessions so i traveled across delhi to different places and took some classes so that was also a certain different experiences because we've never taken classes like traveling it was my first time taking sessions for certain practices and i got that opportunity to travel and establish someone else's house so that it is you create that ambience for the class yeah so that's also a different experience altogether so that's uh, when i started taking the outside classes the home sessions how does that then, work uh, how, what, what are the hardships you face like let's say you have to go to another place how do you you know how do you manage that so see first things is uh, how far is it right as a girl being in delhi safety mm-hmm. is one issue which you always face Right. So I had to go in the morning, like six o'clock. We plan the class, for example, and I have to then I have to leave from my place very early. Right. So that was one hardship which I had to face. So there were initial days my brother used to leave me to that place mm. and come back because so the safety issue to see how the way is, if it's safe or not. So initially right. he used to leave me, and then I used to take the class. Then the other things which was like see everyone's house doesn't have a specific space. right you'll have to create that space for the class there has to be definite amount of space for the people to do yoga for creating that ambience so that no one disturbs it during the class those things are there so those setups need to be taken care of whenever you go for home sessions so like you have to check beforehand go a little more earlier than you would uh, do at your own place because you have to set up you have to see you have to arrange certain things plus the things you have to carry also increase because at home you have those things at your own place right but then when you're going to someone else's house you need certain more things so those things are there mm, apart from that people uh, should remain in that state that they are continuously in the class that's also one factor which i noticed because certain times they would listen to the bell ringing mm. they will be like uh, the milkman has come okay i have to go right, you have to right, explain right. it to them beforehand that you don't right. leave the class in between make arrangements right. for it those things are very small factors and uh, things which come up so which need to be taken care of from the beginning awesome so, so right now aka like are you conducting this kind of sessions or it's more uh, at your home or you have a studio how do- right now is no now i've started my own studio oh so okay. after that um, covid came okay so we had to shut up shut down everything but that is when the school came up with the online sessions thing and that was a very great opportunity that we got so that we could get in touch with more and more people and like simha kriya sadguru had introduced at that time and that helped helped a lot of people love i remember during covid me being a doctor 
uh, at certain times people used to ask me what is to be done what is not to be done and i used to give medicines and all also because homeopathic medicines also certain people were preferring so uh, we used to give medicines also and then knowing that i am a teacher yoga teacher they would ask me what to do and that's when i gave them simha kriya at my house i taught everyone simha kriya so i remember when i got covid or my mom got covid uh, we didn't have many major fa- uh, symptoms or a uh, major complication my mom being a multiple autoimmune disease patient heart patient and other diseases her lung capacity is also very low but still she uh, like she sailed through that period with quite ease even though she got covid right that's because i she was introduced into simha kriya she has been doing shambhavi and other practices regularly so simha kriya is a very good practice and um, i started teaching that during that period for building immunity and all those things so the, those things uh, those factors helped us during the covid period uh, because the school gave us the permission to teach those things after that is after that i started with my studio okay so i started a health studio okay. wherein i have my clinic and um, behind my clinic there's a whole hall which i have for classes oh okay yeah so the i remember the first query i got was uh, for shanmukhi mudra that time i was <laughs> is, isn't that the beautiful isn't that the beautifying kriya yes isn't that the one is. that yes it is it is for the glow of the face yeah <laughs> yes so the first query i got was for shanmukhi mudra but that time i was not certified for it and uh it is something very nice that the teachers are so supportive with you or whoever new teacher comes or whoever needs support that i got another teacher who had been certified and they came and took the class though it was very far for them but they still came and took the class for me so um that's how i started with my studio then slowly other people started coming uh, other opportunities came up so things developed since i was a doctor if patients came uh, i could uh, have them directed towards the clinic thing not directed towards the yoga thing but they needed yoga there are many people who need yoga in their life so i could actually get in get them into doing yoga so that's how the whole thing started then i started taking classes outside as well so i took a certain session at surat i took sessions at indor so i've been taking classes at different places i started certain um, i took some sessions at the studio and started telling people to have guided sessions so started some regular sessions for them it lasted for a certain period then uh, for certain reasons i had to put it off but we did that also so then uh, i got sanidhi sanidhi oh, okay. actually oh, okay. changed the so ambience talk a little bit about that about please talk a little bit about sanidhi there's very less videos about sanidhi and <laughs> oh <laughs> so i got sanidhi in 2021 can you tell what a sanidhi is for people who don't know first sanidhi is a consecrated uh, and i don't know the name <laughs> what do we call it sadguru i think sadguru sanidhi sadguru sanidhi yeah it's sadguru sanidhi it's a consecrated sadguru sanidhi it's like a footprints of sadguru basically so having a consecrated 
sanidhi at home or any consecrated uh, what would you call it yantra any yantra yeah any consecrated yantra or object at home create creates a different ambience creates a different environment all together i uh, there like my brother runs a factory like a business for electronic wires and his clients and all used to come because it was like kind of a minor lockdown in 21 also in delhi at certain times so some people used to come at home so there was one um, uncle who had come and as soon as he entered the door he was like is there something at your house it's so peaceful mm. and i'm like i was sitting in my clinic and doing some work at that time and i heard it and my brother was like yeah didi got uh, sanidhi at home oh, so it it creates that impact it creates that impact and it's very peaceful if i do practices like uh, my studio is on the ground floor of my house and my house is on the first floor so if i do my practices on the first floor or on the terrace uh but if i do it at the studio it's a completely different experience even if you sit for meditation at that place you feel a lot of difference there are teachers who've taken sessions at my studio they say akka you've developed the place very well mm-hmm. and then i say it's not me it's him <laughs> it's just a sanidhi which has changed the ambience of the place so sanidhi is something uh, you have to be very regular with it's like you're getting sadguru home mm-hmm. honestly speaking it's like that <laughs> it's like you're getting sadguru home then you have to take care of it also that way you have to remember to take care of it also that way but i'm glad i got it i'm really glad i got it beautiful <laughs> so could you talk a little bit more about your homeo practice and why you decided to choose homeo and what kind of services you're providing at your clinic for people and online also okay uh, so since childhood i have been taking homeopathic medicine Uh, reason being i'm not very good with allopathic medicine my stomach is little sensitive and i get lot of disturbances so my mom has always taken us for ayurvedic or homeopathic medicine ayurvedic medicine i used to take and they are definitely effective allopathy is also effective every medicine field has their own pros and cons i'm not this uh, i'm not trying to like mean down degrade, lower down the grade one and saying that aspect of any medicinal field but i'm talking about my personal thing so i used to take ayurvedic also and homeopathic also in emergencies i still take allopathy also but ayurveda there are too many medicines and i couldn't take it being a child i was very fussy on taking medicines <laughs> so homeopathy the best thing for me sweet pills and you're happy yes. with it yes <laughs> and it worked wonders on me so uh, that's why i was very like into homeopathy since childhood and after my dad's death i was very much into the medical field i really wanted to be a doctor it was like completely deep rooted within me i want to be a doctor i want to be a doctor i want to be a doctor so though after 12th standard i got into engineering college i got into the delhi university music school i got into architect oh, but okay. i chose music okay so i got did my graduation uh, from goa university 
it's a five and a half years full graduation program so you get a training in allopathic hospitals also and there we had a homeopathic hospital also so we were trained there as well plus there were theory sessions so we had a lot of practical and theoretical experiences during the training so i completed my graduation in 2012 after that i started working in a charitable dispensary and i would tell you one experience that i had was a husband and wife they both had cold the flu symptoms when the season changes so the husband was not in favor of homeopathy he took allopathic medication and the wife came to me after just after two doses that is the next day she came again and she said i'm much better like 80% i'm better and the husband was still in that stage right. so he came uh, with his wife the uh, two days later because his condition was not improving and he took the medicine so for people who say homeopathy acts slow this is one example i always give it to them that just in two doses they improve so it's not that homeopathy acts slow it is how deep rooted the disease is mm. so you have to see uh, where the disease condition is where the patient is and then accordingly the medicine acts depending on the patient so now after that after i was working in the charitable dispensary i started my own clinic after a certain period of time at the same time i was an editor of the homeopathic medical books which were the medical books for the students who were in the college uh, so i was the chief editor there i was working in a publishing house as well so i was get in touch with books also and i was having my own clinic also so that's how i started kept on with my practice regularly uh, then we uh, due to certain circumstances at my place like marriage and all those rubbish whatever happened i had to leave my practice for a certain period of time but then after i had finished my teacher training i was i knew i wanted to do this so that's why i started with my clinic and the studio so the whole concept which came into my mind when i started both the things were that when i was working in the charitable when i was having working in my own clinic i noticed that people are not only treated with medicines they need certain sustaining things they need to change their lifestyles they need yoga in their life for a permanent cure for a settled life so shifting people from a medicinal based ideology like people on diabetes are continuously on diabetic medications people on thyroid are continuously on thyroid medications it is best that you start taking out time to do yoga in your life and come to a stage wherein you don't get these diseases if you keep yoga as a part of your life you would see that you don't develop those diseases over a period of time and even if you start developing it you don't reach to a stage where you are medicine dependent right because you're not keeping up with your lifestyles it is because of that that you're reaching into that stage so people need to make yoga a part of their life and see within yourself how it transforms you so that's why i started with both the things together so whenever you need medication yes you should go for medication but at the same time you need to remember that tired and yoga has to be a part of your life for sustainable impacts of a healthy life in future even as you grow old 
you would see that the body is not so damaged that you are not able to get out of the bed so that was the whole aim of starting the holistic health studio right awesome <laughs> so how open are people let's say someone is coming for your uh, clinic to get homeo medicine how open are they to yoga and vice versa if they are coming for yoga how open are they to try homeo if you suggest them what do you think uh not necessarily both the sides they are open but if you talk them into it they yes yes they get open towards it at least take a first step towards it and uh, honestly i have had patients over this period of time like it's been an year like 2023 or 21 and i started properly with my health uh, studio so it's been an year and over a period of time i not only give medicines uh, in delhi but i even do online consultations so what i do is i take online video consultations and i courier the medicines to people so i don't have patients in delhi also i have them in i have them in pondicherry i have them in gujarat surat i have them in uh, indore i have them in jammu kashmir so i have them at various places also so uh, there are people uh, if you see my instagram page i've even shared the videos or experiences of people i got them into learning certain hatha yoga practices or certain other uh, jalniti kind of practices and gave them medications and it has created wonders it has literally created wonders like i remember i have a patient who complained of uh, rhinitis and cold symptoms like it was over the year he would have those symptoms and with jalniti and the medication after certain period of time he was right now he doesn't need the medication it's been three months since he last came from came to me and i just spoke to him yesterday and he's like akka i didn't get any cold symptoms even though there's certain okay. flu which is going on in delhi with all the cough okay. and everything and season changes there and he was like akka i'm fine <laughs> so these things help there there are people i've got them into doing yoga namaskar and gave them medication so their back ache improved right so depends on person to person you have to see what practices they need but a combination definitely helps more than uh, the medication alone awesome aka so oh. how do people contact you like is it through instagram or is there some google map link which i can share in the description so we have like both for your homeopathy consultant okay both so they can contact me through instagram my instagram page is yogaras by dr isha and uh, even i have my google maps link which is the yogaras the holistic health studio and i've even started on the website it's active now though it's not fully functional but it's active now which is uh, yogaras at the yogaras.com okay awesome aka so yeah aka like uh, i i'm out of questions to be honest <laughs> so <laughs> so anything else that you would like to share with uh, people about yoga or something from your personal experience before we end the podcast or something anything else uh not necessarily and i don't have anything personally to share but uh, there's one thing i would like to tell everyone that they have to see where they're taking their lives in today's in today's life personally i've seen people becoming a lot of they have a lot of sedentary lifestyle and a lot of junk food diet that they're taking 
this being me being a medical professional so i won't lose this opportunity to tell people please leave that take certain steps towards your health otherwise in the future it's not just you who suffer it's your family as well that impact is there so make yoga a part of your life change your diet make a take tips on how to have a healthy diet i'm not saying you completely miss out on burgers but burgers can be made at home make a healthier version of it i'm not saying miss out on pizzas but pizzas have a healthier version at home right so add those things change certain minor things increase more raw food increase more salads fruits they yum they are literally do you make yum. burgers and pizza at home do you make burgers and pizza at home i do <laughs> i do and i love them <laughs> <laughs> I do I just getting that. there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I made a I make a wheat uh, base for the pizza. Okay. And I add lot of vegetables to it. Please share the recipe and on I, your page also. I'll do <laughs> one day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Even my burger has lot of vegetables honestly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so I do make them but I do avoid eating them outside. So those things can be incorporated in your daily life yoga as uh yoga is something that should be should be a part of your life that, that would transform you not only physically not only physically you'll be healthy but even mentally emotionally you would see a lot of change within yourself your productivity would increase a lot your stress levels would reduce a lot anxiety which is very common these days very common that actually is something which changes depression i think anna you will be the best uh, suited person to speak about it so that is actually completely gone like i have also experienced it going going so these things impact a lot of things so yoga should be a part of your life diet changes should be there and you would see that you are enjoying life more but if you need medication okay, uh, that is uh, yeah. at most necessary at in times of need True. but not always don't make it a part of your life make it a medicinal medicine is only when it is needed let it be like that don't make it instead of people are there who would actually eat uh, more medicines than food they're gulping around 10 12 tablets in the morning and then going for the food please don't do that please don't reach to that stage it is very important that you keep it as an emergency protocol because it is needed that is that's why you're taking it but on a regular basis have a healthy life <laughs> thank you akka thank you so much uh, for this podcast uh, i'm sure the viewers would definitely like to reach out to you so please reach out to akka on our instagram page which i'll link in the description So thank you Akka thank you for coming Thank you Anna yeah. Thank you thank you so much for giving me this opportunity